At this time, I'm going to go ahead and invite uh, Pastor Enoch and uh, Ken Sossaman, uh, who is the, you're the president of the board of the, what's it called? The Haiti Mission Board. I don't know if friendship was a part of it. Uh, but Ken, Brother Ken is a member of, um, of, of my friend's church, Jesse Watkins, uh, over at Friendship Southern Baptist. And, uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and have them come up. Um, and again, I'm so very thankful to have Pastor Enoch here with us, being willing to take a Sunday to come and talk to us. Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, church. It is such a privilege to be here with you today and celebrate what God has accomplished through your support. You standing beside of that church in Red Cross to educate their young ones. Uh, it is amazing what he has done. And they always say, a picture speaks a thousand words, correct? So, uh, Pastor Enid brought some pictures for you to see, and I hope you see in there God's hand move in a mighty way in that little village in Haiti because you're making a difference, sending a child to school, getting a good hot meal a day, getting a Christian education, uh, what that does in one child's life. I hope you uh, come away today with that. And so as you look at the pictures, remember, uh, we're celebrating this and what you've done uh, through your support in Haiti. And... I just want to say one more thing as I introduce my friend. He, this, and our missionary, Friendship Baptist and Red Cross Baptist, this is our missionary. But he's more than that, he's a friend. I remember missions. I used to think missions, well, well these missionaries go and they leave and they, they serve God, missionaries. I, could I be in missions one day? And when you, when you start, it's not missions anymore. It is my brother and my friend and my family standing beside of them in their Jerusalem, right, in their territory, standing beside of them, walking and praying with them that God would bless and support. So if that's what missions is, then that's, that's missions. Uh, but it is my privilege to introduce Pastor Enoch to you. My beloved in the Lord, the peace of God be with you. I bring greetings from uh, uh, Friendship Church and uh, Marin and uh, the church in Canaan, Pastor Amos. What a privilege to be here this morning. And uh, long story short, and I want to go very fast. I remember in 2000. There was a great uh, earthquake that hit Haiti. And at that time, I had privilege to come to the United States. And when I came, I was in Orlando. And uh, I was looking for a job because Haiti was devastated. So when I came in Orlando, I stayed for one year, and I could not find a job there. So I have my best, the one who was the best woman in my marriage, and uh, she called me, 
And she said, if you can find a job in Orlando, you can come to North Carolina and I will buy you a ticket to come. And that's how I come to North Carolina to stay with her. So in three days, she took me out and she looked for a job. And finally, uh, I found a job at Cabarrus County Jail. So I worked there as a janitor. One of the days, I was driving from the job to go home. On my way, I saw a sign. On that sign, it is reading Friendship Baptist Church of Concord. And I said, I must be pulled in to see what is going there because I saw the sign, it is friendship. And when I went and I saw a man and I asked him for the pastor. And uh, he went and asked the pastor, there is a gentleman coming and asked for you. And I saw the pastor, we talked, he said, okay, no problem. To, uh, th- this afternoon we're going to have a prayer meeting and we're going to have a hot dog and fellowship. You can come. And I'm telling you, from that day, I plug in that church. I go to that church. And that church become my church. Long story short, I was there on Sunday uh, school. I was there watching, uh, worshiping, and listening to the message. And one day, the pastor said, Enoch, I know you have your a wife and your, your son in, in Haiti. It was a, 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 it was a Christmas time. And uh, he said, we would like to send a gift down there for you. Uh, how we can do that? There's no UPS, no DHL, something. Uh, I say, I don't think we can have a, a way to send things there like gift. He said, you know what? We will discuss and sit down to see how we can go there. Because he was asking me a lot about Haiti. And I said to Pastor J.C. Watkins, uh, the best way to tell you something about Haiti is for you to go and see. Sometimes when someone explains something to you, you can understand or you cannot understand because Going there makes the difference. He went there in three days and he saw uh, Pastor Poitier, he saw Pastor Amos, and he visited my family. He visited a lot of parts of Haiti. And he came back. When he came back and he talked, he, has, he had a meeting with me and we talked. And he said, Enoch, this is a real deal, man. So we think we're going to sit down and see what we can do in Haiti. That's how... In 2014, we came down Haiti with a team and we built the foundation of our first church, Friendship Baptist of Haiti. So we have that church. We started with 36 church members and now that church is 230 church members, including the separate class of children. Then we say, okay, if we have the church there, because uh, in Haiti, I'm telling you the truth, 10% of students have access to go to school. 
it is not uh, uh, it is a real deal for education in Haiti. And when we when we considered that, we said, okay, let's try to open a school there. So we open a school. Uh, we bring uh, Pastor Poitier here, and we sit down. We discuss how we're gonna do it, and finally. We opened a school in Marin. So that school started with 35 kids. 35 kids we started. We started in 2015. Okay? So um, now the school is 190 students. With that, we have, uh, we have access to, um, we pay. Uh, the teachers, we buy uniform for the children, we buy books, and we give them a hot meal a day. And we have VBS during the summer. So this is in Marin. We had chance to uh, dig a, door, a, a well in Canaan. That, door, that well was not very good. But we do dig a well in Marin. That well is very, very good. Uh, the children can use the water. The church member use the water. And uh, the people in the community use that water we have there. And we consider that a blessing. So we continue to um, fellowship. We continue to come down. Since Pastor Amos, he used to see us. Because the first place we visited was Canaan. Because Canaan was not Canaan before 2010. People come and migrate in Canaan because of the earthquake downtown Port-au-Prince. So there are like 44,000 people living in Canaan. So uh, whenever we go down there, we visit with uh, Pastor Amos. And Pastor Amos would like us to plug with him and connect with him and have a commitment to do something. And we say to Pastor Amos, we really want to, but we can't because we already have a marine. We focus on marine now. This is what friendship can do now in marine. And Pastor Watkins said to Pastor Amos, no problem. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to come back to U.S., and I would talk to some of my pastor's friends. And if ever they would like to go down to Haiti and visit. So by that, we can see how we can fellowship and see how we can uh, have another uh, sister, uh, another church support, another um, uh, support you from your ministry. That's how we have Pastor Aaron came down with Pastor JC uh, Watkins in Haiti. And they saw Pastor Amos we start having uh, this relationship with Pastor Amos and we, uh, Pastor Aaron, uh, when he came back here, he talked to, the, to you guys and we start supporting the school in Canaan. That school started with uh, 15 uh, uh, students like uh, we support here. We do the same thing. We pay the teachers, we uh, buy them uniform, we buy them books, we give them a hot meal a day, and now the school is 100 students. 
Maybe you can ask how that come. Because as I said to you earlier, uh, the, not a lot of students has access to education. And when they find an opportunity to come and they can come to have education, it sounds like we open the door for them so that they can have the access. And they can, they come, they be a part of the food, they have a part of what we're doing, and we continue to do that in, uh, uh, in Canaan. So, uh, we work on uh, Pastor Amos' uh, doctrine because he was a little Pentecostal, but we wanted him to have a solid doctrine. So, I have privilege to coach him and Pastor Poidier. We coach him, and we have uh, some series of conference where we teach them the sound doctrine, like church administration, how to preach, how to lead a service, how to counsel people, and how to dedicate a baby, how to um, officiate a wedding, such thing like that. We have privilege to teach there, not only with Pastor Amos, but with the leaders there. So it is a huge ministry, but we thank God we have this privilege to be there and to do that. And, and beyond of what we are doing in Canaan, so we have what we call a ministry, uh, we call a WhatsApp ministry. Uh, through that, we have access to uh, send our voice message every morning with 500 people. So 500 people can hear our voice a message on WhatsApp every day. And one of the things I was able to do when I have, uh, when I run out with tracks, I got a big, uh, I got a, a small uh, uh, wood board and written something. And on that, we have privilege to send a message called um, the if covenant is at end, the if covenant is near, and now it is time to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. You can, uh, you can see it and on the screen. And I was at a funeral, and after I preached and the funeral, I had a chance to uh, have that on my hand. And like a symbolic message where people can see and read. And through that, they, they at least, they can uh, accept Jesus Christ. And I don't do it on a funeral. I can go to a marketplace, as you can see, and do the same thing. The deal is, help people to have the focus on Jesus. Because for myself, I know the gospel is the most important thing we can share to people. One of the things I want to say to you with uh, that gospel, I remember one friend came to me and said, I have received this picture from someone, and that person lives in Japan. And that person sent a picture of me to him who live in Port-au-Prince. And he didn't know that, but through a friend in Japan, and he received the picture. I didn't do that to be famous. 
I just do it to preach a gospel. But the message is all over the world. If the message is in Japan, it can be in China, it can be in Russia, it can be somewhere else. But the, the focus, the vision is for everybody to see it in any language so that they can know Jesus Christ. We have a baptism ministry. And you can see where we have baptized someone and in different uh, areas where we baptize, we baptize people. So uh, again, uh, this is the ministry. It is a, a full-time ministry. It is not a ministry we do one day and we don't do it tomorrow. We always busy to do what the Lord has called us to do. This is the church, our school, our pardon. This is the school in Canaan. So you can see the student are very well dressed with hope. And they are ready uh, to receive education in Canaan. And we have, uh, this is the time where they sit down to eat. You can see this picture. So again, Canaan is your ministry. Canaan is not a ministry you just support, but Canaan is your ministry. I would say to Pastor Jesse Ering, Canaan is a Red Cross ministry. So every now and then you have questions or you want to have, you need information about Canaan, we are open, we are okay, because this is your ministry. Without you, Guys, we could not afford giving them food every day, paying teachers, buying uniform and books for them. Through you here, we are able to do that. What a blessing. What a privilege to see uh, you are a thousand miles away, but you support a ministry down Haiti. And those people, they are excited to receive education Excited uh, to have uh, what we call the holistic, uh, 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 holistic education. Because our vision is not only to see a child educated, but is to receive the whole package. Where we can feed the body, we feel the soul, and we can feed the spirit. So this is our vision. We are not going to invest in a child after this child going to be again. We don't want that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I, I, I said it again. That's, that's good. We don't want to invest in a child and after that child become a bad person. We want him to receive good education, good academic education, but good doctrine to know Jesus and to be somebody in the society of Haiti. That's our vision. We really want that happen. And we are praying for that. And again, without you, we could not make that happen. But through you, starting with the 15 students and now 100, that makes the difference. Through the school. Through the school. Because parents come. Parents come. Parents come. There was a time in the history of Canaan, a pastor left the church, 
And he brought all the church members with him. So the church was empty. And Pastor Amos had only 15, 10 sometimes church members. Through the ministry, the school, now the church is 120 church members. So God is at work. God works so hard. And God is in it. Again, we uh, don't have another way to um, express our gratitude to you. But I stand before you this morning to tell you how important, how critical it is for our children in Haiti, especially in Canaan. When you do something, you make the difference in the life of someone. And when you make the difference in the life of someone, that person can make the difference in all the life and future. Because our philosophy is to teach someone to catch fish, not giving a fish every day. We are not out there to give fish, but we are out there to teach them how to catch a fish. So uh, you can see, uh, I mean, uh, you have seen some uh, slide. You see that picture. It is the, it is the church in Canaan. So uh, at, at that time, we had a big, big uh, conference. And uh, people, we, we had a lot of people inside. So we were able to uh, put a top out there so that people can come and uh, be a part of that conference. So again, when the earthquake hit recently uh, in the southern part of Haiti, I remember the first person who called me was the president of the board, Brother Ken. He called me to tell me, Pastor Enoch, are you okay? And I was in a funeral. And I said, yes, I am okay. Finally, I said, being a missionary, there's something you can do under the leadership of uh, the board. But there's something you can do by yourself if you see you can do it. And I went to the southern part of Haiti. I could not bring a container or a trailer. But I do bring some stuff to assist and support those people. Like Clorox, like towel paper, uh, towel paper like uh, soap, like toothbrush, toothpaste, spaghetti, crackers, things like that. I had a chance to hand out to those people. They are very devastated because uh, they lost the house and if you go to the town, downtown, you won't see any damage. But when you go further, you see a lot of damages, a lot of house being collapsed, a lot of situations. So, again, the ministry is great. It's huge. And again, if you would like to be a part of, uh, see how you can intervene in Haiti, through the earthquake, there are three ways. One, we can continue to feed people. Second, we can psychologically 
uh, and spiritually give them hope because they are devastated. And third, if there is a way we can make one difference, even build a womb for someone that can make the difference. So this is what we are doing. We preach the gospel. We counseling. We put access on the gospel because we know this is the real deal to preach the gospel so people can uh, uh, quit uh, the darkness place to come to Jesus Christ and to accept Jesus Christ as their personal savior. This is our ministry down there and we thank God for being able to be there and be the bridge of Red Cross, be the bridge of uh, Friendship Baptist of Concord and continue to do what the Lord has called us to do. So this is it. This is what God has given us to do. If ever it is your first time you hear that, I know God is walking into your heart. If ever you used to do that, it is no more to give you a report to let you know what is going on in Haiti. Because you have invested, you need to know what happened, and you need to have report. And thank you so very much for being a part of what we are doing in Canaan. Once again, I have no other word to express my gratitude and my uh, my thankfulness to you for sending your funds to uh, Canaan and to continue to impact. That's a word I use every day. Impact. We impact Canaan. We impact Marin. And we continue to impact all the areas for Jesus Christ. Not for myself. Not unto me. But unto him. Because he deserves glory. He deserves uh, praise. And we praise him for all he has done. So, thank you so very much. I think now it is not the report time. And I'm going to go to share a little word with you. Again, let's go to Colossians 1 verse 10. So, Pastor JC, uh, if it's okay for me to jump and the word or to wait if there is questions. Jump in the word. Jump, yeah. I follow you. I follow you. <laughs> Amen. Follow you. Colossians 1 verse 10. Colossians 1 verse 10. Colossians 1 verse 10. Okay. Whatever happens, conduct yourself on a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm. And the one spirit striving together as one for the faith of the gospel. This is Apostle Paul here. Encourage 
the church of Colossae to keep firm and to conduct themselves and the gospel. Even though he was absent, but he know the church will continue the same uh, gospel. We'll keep the gospel and we'll preach the gospel. The theme I would like to share today is the greatest, the greatest walk. The greatest walk. The Christian walk. How the Christian must walk. Christians don't walk the same way as the pagans and the world walk. Christians don't react the same way as the pagan in the world we act. So it is the greatest walk when you and I walk together. Walk in the faith, walk with the joy, and walk to see God. On Sunday, 2019, 2019 there was a multitude of Christians walking. Marching in Haiti. To say no to abortion. And homosexuality. It was a very important rally. Where people can express. Their views and opinion. And identify their Christian values. To defend their faith. Today, we want to talk about a personal walk to God. That doesn't mean it was not a good idea as Christians to gather, to gather together to defend the faith and creeds. But walking with God is kind different. Walking is something we do every day. We just go for a walk. We just want to relax. We exercise. It is a good thing. And uh, I mean in Haiti. A lot of people walking. And uh, because uh, they, 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 it is the only way they can make it to go somewhere. It is good to walk. You exercise yourself. But this is not this walk I am talking about. A.W. Tozer said. The goal of a Christian should be drive in a state of understanding and worship the Lord. The only possible when we walk with God. It is only possible to live a life upright. It is only possible when we walk with God. Just as Walking with a close friend requests too many other things. So walking with God requires letting go of any that distract you. For instance, if husband walk with wife, husband need to pay attention. Husband need to listen to wife. Husband need to protect his wife. Husband need to be there for his wife when they are walking together. It is the same thing when we are walking with God that we cries. 
to letting go of anything that distracts us. If you work with someone and you realize that person is not in the same page with you, what you have to do? You, your wise choice is either to help that person to be in your page or to quit walking with that person. Walking with God means that you and God are in agreement about your life. God is in agreement about your life. God is okay about your life. God wants you. There is a relationship together. And Amos 3 verse 3, it is said, Can two walk together except they be agreed? If there is no agreement, there is no way two persons can walk together. If there is no relationship, there is no way two can live together, stay together, and have a relationship together. So, working together is very good. Working with God means he's in agreement with you, my friends. When you walk with God, that means he's okay with you. And I always say it, to work with God means you have aligned your will with his. And seek every day to consider yourself. Crucified with Christ. Galatians 2 verse 20. I agree with the author of that text. He sings it pretty well. Listen. My life is not my own. To you I belong. I remember I officiated a, a wedding. And when we when it comes to ask a question to the, to the, I mean, to the bride. And I ask her, you are in front of me. Do you accept to renounce to other men till death be your part? She was a little shaken because that question was very tough for her. And uh, right, I say to myself, even though I have to celebrate the marriage, but there must be something, there must be a conflict in the relationship. Because that question should be quick. Because I love you, I accept you, you are mine, and there's no problem. We are in agreement together. But it was like a little, you know, slow to answer and he, 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 he didn't decide to answer the question. But when you say, my life is not my own, to you I belong, that means you walk with God. That means you are in agreement with him. That means you are okay with him. That means there's nothing else can separate you from that relationship, from that bond you have with him. So that's a good thing. To say, I give myself. I don't give myself to a president. I don't give myself to a pope. I don't give myself to a pop singer. But I give myself to Jesus Christ. 
I surrender my life to him. I let him lead. I am not the boss. I am not the driver. I am not the co-pilot. He is the pilot. He is the driver. He is the man. He is the boss. He knows where he is leading me. And I just let him lead. Walking with him make the difference in our life. And we need to let him lead. And when we let him lead, we know what is it. Have you ever come in a situation where you give yourself to God? That is exactly walking to God. In Genesis 6 verse 9, Noah was a righteous man. Blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. If Noah could do it, God can give us strength to make it today. We know God can help us. We would like at least, and uh, it is okay, Christian has to walk in dignity. Because we, working with Christ, we walk in dignity. Walking in dignity resides in the angle at which you hold your head and shoulders. The confidence and serenity of your eyes and assured, measured step of your walk. A desire that unites humanity is to the wish to lead a life of dignity and be admired and valued by others. And the same idea, Dr. Jean Bertrand Aristide, he said, and I quote, if we don't walk in dignity, our walk here below is worthless. In other words, it means if we lose our dignity, we lose the most important part of us. We lose our conviction. We lose our personality. We lose our character. We don't even have nothing as human beings. So dignity is the best thing that we should have. But let me tell you something. You can have dignity without having Jesus Christ. You can't have dignity without having Jesus Christ, the boss, the one who redeemed you from your sin. People who walk in dignity live in the light. They hate sin. They hate darkness. They hate the joy of the world. They are open and upright to God. When you walk in dignity with God, you respect him. He becomes your good friend and you can count on him. Talk to God, you can listen to him, and he can share all his private things to you. Maybe you have a friend. You can have a lot of friends, because when you have a lot of friends, you share all your private things to them. But when you have your friend, you share your private things to them. God, he's going to keep it and solve your problem. Walk with God is not an activity reserved on Sunday, but it is your everyday life. Let me take, let me we say it. Walking with God is not an activity we do on Sunday, but it is a daily basic walk with him. This is very important. Every day of your life, 
A question is a question no matter what. He is not a question for some period of time and not question for another period of time. A question stays a question no matter what. A question works. A question works his talk. He lives by example. His life is a, a mirror and open book. Yes, the question has to live in dignity. A Christian has to walk in spirit. Some people think walking in spirit is speaking in tongue. He's prophesizing. He's dreaming. The day we have accept Jesus Christ as our Lord Savior, that that day, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came and dwell in you. And you have received the Holy Spirit that day. So it is not something that can come in a short period of time and you can manifest it, but the Spirit is in you. It is in you to guide you. It is in you to teach you. It is in you to um, bless you. It is in you to teach you. It is in you to strengthen you. It is in you to encourage you. It is in you to stay in you every day in every situation you may face. The Holy Spirit is there. That's why we need to walk and spirit. Walking in spirit is not predict that coronavirus is the mark of the beats. Some people think coronavirus is the mark of the beast and they hide behind the Holy Spirit and they may even say the Holy Spirit said no it is not. Walking in spirit is not predict that Jesus is coming in a such period of time. We have a lot of people, they think they are super spiritual. They think they can predict the coming of Jesus Christ. And they can say, Jesus Christ is coming on December. He's coming next year. Huh? And they say they have Holy Spirit. How come that work? And thank you, God, for uh, a Baptist church. We don't only know God is at work. We know the Bible. Tell us when. The Bible exactly mentioned. We don't know when, but we know when those signs will happen. In such period of time, walking in spirit is not pretending you walk with, with him. It's a true walk, a real walk, and a very well walk. For Christian, walking in spirit is a journey. It is a journey. Sometimes you don't even understand how God works. But you are available to him. You let him lead you. Being available to him. Being available to him. Sometimes when we are facing challenges, we force ourselves. We push. We want to accomplish things on our own. Sometimes we want to solve problems on our own. We are not patient sometimes. But when we walk in spirit, we know God has his own time. We know his time is not our time. We know if we have to face challenges, we are out there. But we know we are not alone. And we know God is with us on coronavirus. We know God is with us on, uh, when we are facing diabetes problem. When we are facing heart problem. We know God is with us because we walk with him. He's not someone who's going to leave us alone. He's not someone who's going to postpone something. If he postpone it, he has his own reason for that. Just to equip us, just to form our character, 
just to teach us something, just to reveal us something. So our God is good. Those who walk in spirit, walk in the love of God. Those who walk in spirit, walk in the joy of God. Those who walk in spirit, walk in the patience of God. Those who walk in the spirit, walk in the kindness of God. Those who walk in the spirit, walk in the, the greatness of God. Those who walk in the spirit, walk in the goodness of God. Those who walk in the spirit, walk in the self-control of God. Let him lead and do it. Those who walk in spirit, rely on the Holy Spirit to guide them and thought and word and deed. According to Romans 6 verse 11 to 14. When we walk in spirit, we find that sinful appetite of the flesh has no more dominion over us. The Christian has to walk in the light. And Psalm 19 uh, 119 verse 105 he said the, thy word is a lamp into my feet and the light into my path Matthew 5 verse 16 may your light shine before men John 12 verse 35 work while you are in the light 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 5 you are children of light walk on the light for you were on darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. If you walk in spirit, you are a disciple of God. Nowadays, we need to watch our steps while we are walking. We are called to walk in dignity and spirit and the light. Because of the calling. Why we have to walk in spirit? Why do we have to walk in dignity? I am here to tell you because of the calling of God. God called us for a purpose. He loves us and he wants to use us for a good uh, thing. He wants to use us in a special uh, thing. He wants to let, uh, let us see his glory. Because of the work of salvation, we have to walk in the light. He saved us. When we were on our way going to hell, wow, we had no clue about salvation, but God came, sent his son Jesus Christ to redeem us from our sin. And that's why we need to walk on the light. Because of the faith, we have to walk on the light. My friends, my beloved friends, our walk should be different. Our way of serving should be different. And we thank God for giving us a family. When we were in the world, we used to be what we used to do. But when we are Christian, everything changed. So today, we walk with him. He holds our hand. He's always up front of us to guide us, to equip us, and to see where we are going. So it is a real deal to walk with him. You are not walking with someone who's going to leave you halfway, quarter miles. You are walking with someone who will lead you all the way through. So I encourage you this morning to continue your walk. Not with somebody else, but your walk with God. 
you will never regret your walk with the master, with the Lord. He will always be there for you. May you enjoy your walk with God. May God bless you all.